Hello everyone and welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast. This is your host Naomi and today's topic is planning, specifically how to plan effectively and get things done in an easy and structured way. About today's guest, she is well known in the Amazon sellers community as an amazing coach, mentor, inventor, public speaker, founder of Amazing at Home, fellow podcaster at Seller Roundtable and also she's a second timer on our show. Amy, welcome. Thank you for having me today, Noemi, for the second time. I'm excited yeah. to be on the Wizards podcast. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And as I was saying, most people know you for all the other abilities, inventor, mentor, coaching, and all those stuff. However, not so many people know your abilities of planning. How do you see things through a war planner's eye? Because that's totally different. As I was saying, we just had a bit of like short uh, two, three words before starting recording about why planning is so important and how most people are not perceiving planning as the crucial or most, most uh, lucrative way of actually getting things done, you know, and you already have uh, plenty of success there. So I think you're the best guest for this topic. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, in I was in the military for 18 years um, in the U.S. Air Force. And during that time, um, my job was operations and planning. Um, and so our job as war planners was to take some of the really big ideas, very big visions from our nation's leaders and turn those into executable plans uh, with thousands of people executing them with tons of resources and assets at our disposal, using those in a way that is effective and timely and um, and you know, really the, what we do as, as the world superpower in the U.S. military. Um, but when I started my own business, I didn't realize the impact that, um, that for me, planning comes naturally, right? Because I've done it my whole career. I've done planning operations my whole career. And so I don't do anything without a plan. Like I feel lost if I don't plan. Um, and so, you know, I started teaching in my mastermind group. I started realizing that people were having problems getting things done. And of course, in consulting as well, I help people kind of map a path to their goals. And, um, and I noticed that people were kind of lost. They would be you know, always feeling like they were putting out fires and not really getting anything done. And, um, and, you know, it was something that I could help them with. And so in the beginning, when I first started teaching about planning and operations and structuring, um, it seemed very normal to me. But then I started getting the feedback from people that had been in my classes or had been on coaching calls with me. And they were like, it's really changed everything for me. Your methods have changed everything. So I started speaking on planning at a lot of conferences. Um, I have planning master classes inside of my course library. Um, and it's something that we do in our mastermind group once a month at the end of the month, the last week of the month, we get together in the mastermind group on zoom and we plan our next month. And then we also look back at the previous month, whatever we have accomplished, whatever is left to do. Um, and so it's, it's just a very effective way of staying focused and saying no to those things that aren't really leading to your goals as well as I think something that's really important for people to know is that something that trips us up as entrepreneurs is we see other people's success 
and we let it get to us. We see what other people are doing. Uh, we see what other brands are doing. We're like, where are their sales coming from? What are they doing? Right. And we get kind of wound up about that. Yeah. But if we have a way to have our own goals, if we have a way to really stay laser focused on what we want for our business and for our brand and hold ourselves accountable only to our own measure of success, it changes everything because we're able to say no to those fires that come up. Nope, not on my goal plan. Not today, right? We're not doing that today. Not part of the plan, right? And it also allows us to kind of ignore the noise and celebrate our own goals and our own successes and stay focused on what we want, not measure our success by what somebody else is doing. And that's a big thing. Like people always tell me, Amy, you get more done than anyone I know. You know, you're just, you're so, how do you do it? Like, I, I don't know. I want to be like you. And it's like, I just set my own goals. I'm not worried about what you're doing. I'm not worried about what Noemi's doing, what Carlos is doing. I mean, they're really admirable and awesome and great, but I'm not worried about what they're doing. I'm worried about what I'm doing. And when I need to learn something that leads to my goals, that's when I'm going to apply something that I learned from Carlos at a, at a conference, or that's when I'm going to apply that knowledge that I took a note of and that is now applicable to what I'm working on today. Mm-hmm. I love that. That was the best intro ever to my question. So appreciate that. Thank you. Amy. All right. So a follow-up question to that one would be, what is the difference between goal setting and planning? Because as you like, as you present them, they're totally different things or they can still go uh, in hand with each other, but one without the other still doesn't exist. So how would you define it in your own words? That is such a great question. Um, Goal setting is when you are thinking about the bigger picture, mm-hmm. whether that's this month's goals, this week's goals. For me personally, I like to do annual planning where I focus on the big vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I do quarterly planning where I focus on like my vision for the quarter. Then I do monthly planning where I focus on my goals. So each time I'm, I start my planning sessions by focusing on my goals. Because if you don't have goals, your planning session is going to be terrible, right? Because you want your planning session should be the steps to lead you to your goals. And if you can't clearly define the steps to lead you to your goals in that time period. So if I'm doing monthly planning, for example, Mm -hmm. um, then I'm going to lay, I'm going to pick three goals for the month, three goals. That's it. And they could be personal goals. They can be business goals. I have several businesses. So for me, sometimes I'll make my three goals for like each of my businesses. um, And then I can kind of like stovepipe those and work those through with my team. Um, But first you set your goals, right? That's the most important thing is like, what are my, and I love just picking three, whether it's, you know, um, monthly planning or quarterly planning. It's good to focus on three goals with that time frame in mind, you know, and, and we've all taken those classes. Maybe if you went through college or in high school or something where you went through this whole smart goals thing, right. Where it's like, you know, measurable, uh, I forgot what all like achievable, yeah. those are great, but I feel like people get too wrapped up in that. 
And then they don't goal set because they're like, okay, you know, is it, is it measurable? I don't need, I don't even know how to measure it. Like who cares? <laughs> Tell me what you want to accomplish this month. Pick three things you want to accomplish and we'll worry about planning for those later. But first, just pick your big three. So that's how we always start our monthly planning sessions is we start, what are my big three goals? Whether that's personal, whether that's business, whether it's several businesses, I want to pick my big three. Then after I pick my big three and, and I don't need it to say by April 4th, I'm going to complete. No, just I want to sell $10,000 of this product this month, or I want to find two new products this month for in my product research process, or I want to build a funnel on my website this month. Those are all great goals that mostly can be achieved in a month, but I'm not worried about time right now. Those are my goals. That's what I'm going to be working towards. Whether I finish that by the end of the month or not, I don't care. Like that's what I'm focused on. Right. Um, so you do want to have the time frame in mind, but I like to remove the pressure of smart goals. Like just forget it. You're not going to goal set. If you have to keep it all smart and all that stuff, keep it simple, stupid. That's kiss. The kiss principle is what we learned in the military. Keep it simple. Set your goals. What do you want to do? Pick three. Then we do our planning session where we take each goal and let's say, okay, I want $10,000 in sales this month for this particular product. What you're going to do during your planning session, again, you're going to keep it simple. You're just going to make a to-do list. So what are three to four things, bigger things that you need to do to get $10,000 in sales? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know that, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I think I need to update my advertising for my top keywords. Okay. Oh, I guess that means I need to do some keyword research too. Okay. Keyword research. You know, I need to update my advertising. Okay. What else? Uh, I need to track my metrics. Okay. You know, I'm writing three or four things that I need to do. Right. So I break down the goal into three or four big steps. Again, I'm not worried about like yet how I will measure each of those things or how I will do it. I'm just making a to-do list. And then I'm going to put that to-do list in order later, right? Because I'm, I obviously have to do keyword research before I can update my keywords and my advertising, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're making your to-do list, you're getting that done. And then the next step in our process for planning is what we do in our group and our, during our monthly planning sessions is we put a, we put those steps in order, whatever we're going to do. And this is how we apply the time and the measurements. What we do is we assign a week number to each step. So you write down your four steps. There's four weeks in a month, right? So if I'm going to get $10,000 in sales, I'm going to write down four steps. And I'm not worried about like writing every little thing. I'll figure that out later. I'll figure that one when that comes up, right? But I know what I have to do first. I know what I have to do next. I apply a week number. Some of my things might be two weeks, right? Maybe optimizing my advertising is every week after I set it up. So the first two weeks I'm doing my keyword research and I'm setting up my ads and my next two weeks, weeks three and four of the month, I'm going to be optimizing and checking my ranking, right? Great. Now I have a list. If I have three goals and each of them has four steps underneath of it, and each of those steps has a week number next to it. Now What I do is I stack all of my week ones on Monday. 
So I make, I use a uh, Google Tasks is great if you don't have a team yet, if you're like a team of, of one, which many of our e-commerce entrepreneurs are, then use Google Tasks. What's great about it is you stack the week one tasks on a Monday, week two tasks on a Monday, week three tasks on a Monday. And on that Monday, you do your weekly planning and you drag it around. Because on Google Tasks, the tasks will show up on your calendar. Now that I have a bigger team, I use Asana. And I sync my Asana with my Google Calendar. So all of my tasks, if I showed you my calendar right now, it would probably be very, um, it's it's very overwhelming for many people to look at my calendar. But for me- I bet it's color for two. Yes. Everything is like, oh, yes, yes, yes. No so colorful, yes. <laughs> for me, it's very calming because I know that there's nothing that I'm missing, right? I know that my goals and my weekly plans are there, yeah. right? And so that's the difference between goal setting and planning. You start setting your goals. Don't make them impossible. Keep them simple. Then you make your little to-do list. You add week numbers next to it. And then at the start of that week, you do your weekly planning and you go, okay, I'm, I obviously have to set up advertising this week. Oh, I don't have time until Wednesday. Let me drag that over to Wednesday and block off some time on my calendar. Mm. You know, if you have a personal goal set, maybe oh, I'm going to, you know, I really want to work out like three days a week okay, well, what do I have to do to work out three days a week this month, right? Make your to-do list. Well, I need to, uh, you know, join a gym, whatever it is, you know, but um, either way, whether it's personal goals or business goals, take the time, set the goals, and then plan the to-do list and then put them on your calendar. And you just made it really into a kiss. This was super simple and it's like exactly what I asked brilliant brilliant i love it and you know what like most of the time something that you noticed uh, you were talking about that i love when my calendar is so full and that like gives me peace and calm for most people that doesn't exist because it's like they get really overwhelmed you know so um actually there this is not on my list of questions <laughs> but actually there um how do you go about that like how do you calm yourself or how do you talk talk yourself into hey this is the way how things supposed to be the reason why i'm asking this is because i was for a very long time that okay it's so stressful it's so stressful and now it's like it's calming it's like hey i i am a master of it so how did you or can you give a few steps to someone who's like overwhelmed about still about this simple process at this point yeah um and that is to actually create what your week looks like so we all have different things that we're most effective at during, at, during different times, yeah. right? Like for me, my brain work, the things that take a lot of brain work, like research or whatever, right? Those have to be done in the morning. For me, brain work isn't good in the afternoon, right? I, I don't have a lot of focus then. I've kind of, I'm just frazzled. So I have certain things I do every morning, right? Like I work out every morning at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then I have, I have certain days that I do certain things. Like for example, I'm a business coach. I only coach three days a week during certain hours. So I coach on Sunday, Mondays, and Tuesdays, Wednesday through Friday is for all my other businesses. It's for everything else I have going on. So I create a calendar that only is bookable during those hours right? And then everything else that's on my goal list for the week, that's on my to-do list, I know, okay, 
Wednesday morning, I've got this team meeting. Thursday morning, I have this one, right? But then after that, I've got brain time where I'm going to be doing, you know, this listing or this, you know, business task or this planning or this research, something that's brain heavy. And then in the afternoon, I do my quick kills, the things that like, okay, I, you know, these are easy tasks. So in the beginning of the week, when I'm planning out my schedule, right, I stack all my tasks on a Monday. In the beginning of the week, when I'm planning those tasks out and setting a date for them, because I've already set up my schedule, what I want it to look like, mm-hmm. like Mondays and Tuesdays are my meeting days, Wednesday through Fridays are my just hang out and work on my business days in the mornings is my brain time and the afternoons is my quick kill time. Guess what else? I schedule in the fun too, oh, because yes. we entrepreneurs, we get busy and Sometimes we feel like, you know, we just, we, we get overwhelmed and we don't have time for anything. And so I actually schedule in every other Friday, I schedule in time off. So I take off and I plan my schedule so that doesn't matter. It's getting done on Thursday or it's getting done that Wednesday because that Friday is my off day and I'm going to have fun. Right. So By doing that, I've set up my schedule in a way that works the best for me. Give yourself permission to set up what works for you. I only want to work eight to four every day. I don't work after four. I want to spend that time with my family. I want to be there for my kids when they get home from school. You know, I want to eat dinner with my family every night. That's what's important to me. We only get a short period of time on this beautiful earth. And what is it all for if we can't enjoy it? So really look at the things that, you know, in the beginning, when you're doing everything in your business, you're the marketing person, you're the PPC person, you are the listing optimizer, you're the photographer, you do all the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Got it. You're going to have a really, really busy schedule, but Make that schedule what you want it to look like. Like Mondays are my brain work days. Tuesdays, I do this. I only do meetings on Wednesdays, whatever. Or whether you want to make it mornings and afternoons, but really figure out, like take a time to actually fill out like what a week looks like. And what are your work hours? What are your fun hours? What hours are important to you? And so for me, if I have that structure first, it makes it easier to fill in the blanks. And if you don't keep promises to yourself, right? Like my promises to myself are I'm eating dinner with my family. So if somebody comes to me and goes, I want to have a meeting at 5 p.m. I go, I'm sorry, but those are outside of my work hours, right? Like if you want to work with me, we're going to work in my work hours, right? So that's that's the thing. You got to keep, you got to make promises to yourself. You got to set your schedule, fill in the blanks, make it work for you. And then as you grow, Here's the thing that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with and that we go over on so many coaching calls. It's like, Amy, how in the heck do I hire? Like, I don't even know what to hire for. I don't know what to do. I'm so lost. And so what you do is you set your schedule first. You set your goals. You start to realize what you're spending your time doing. Take a week and track your time. And what I do differently when I track my time is I will track all everything that I do for the day and I put it in a category and I answer three very important questions. The first one is, 
who is the primary who for this task? So is it me or am I doing somebody else's work, right? Is this normally like my husband's job to do this and I'm stepping in? So is this a one-off, right? So that's the first question. Is it my assistant's job and she's out of work today? And so now, or is it my VA's job and now I'm doing it because of whatever, right? That's your first question. The second question is, is this outsourceable? Can I outsource this? Do I really need to be the one creating this listing? Do I really need to be the one optimizing my PPC? No. Okay, well, who is it outsourceable to? That's the third question. So I've got my little spreadsheet where I track all my time. And this is what I give all my clients. When they get to this point where they've got their schedule down, they know what their tasks are, they're working, they're wearing all the hats in their business, they're doing all the things and they finally get to the point where they wanna hire. I go, okay, track your time for a week. And for every task, write down how much time you spent doing it, who's the primary who, is it outsourceable? And if so, to who? To a copywriter? to a VA, to an administrative assistant, to a uh, social media manager, to an advertising manager, who would you outsource it to? What does that job description kind of look like just in general, right? Mm -hmm. Then at the end, you can sort that spreadsheet by how much time and how much time you spent and who it's outsourceable to. And you're going to know exactly who to hire first because you're going to go, Oh my goodness, I'm spending so much time on social media, right? So it kind of all plays together. So we start by getting into a routine, by defining what our routine looks like, by setting our goals. Last week of each month, I want you to put it on your calendar. This is my planning time. I'm going to set my three big goals. I'm going to write a to-do list underneath each one of those goals. I'm going to put a week number next to it. I'm going to stack those, those tasks on a Monday of each week. And then at the beginning of each week or at the end of the previous week, I'm going to move those around based on the schedule that I set for myself. And then when I get to the point where I'm too overwhelmed and I need to scale and I'm feeling crazy, right? Then I'm going to track my time and I'm going to figure out who I hire first. And by the way, when you do that, you're now going to have a job description because yeah. you just wrote out all the tasks that you did. I love that. And that's so super clever. As you were saying, also the, the, the job description part, that's yet again, something when people get there and they are finally are scaling they don't know what job description to write out because like it's like it's something that you cannot hire out to someone else because they don't know what are the tests that needs to be done you know it's like so funny that you yeah this this that's actually really great and i also love your um idea of filtering out things and then you'll clearly know exactly um this might sound okay being blindly honest with you this might sound to the music product producer artist inside of me like you are crazy <laughs> you are crazy <laughs> because everything is like ah oh, so structured however what i see most of the time is like it really takes though uh, a shift in thinking of uh, you are not slave of this but you are controlling it um, most of the time what i see like especially people who are coming from the nine to five and they are yay finally i owe my own time you know and they are like yeah, you own your own time, but you're doing too much, you know, and you just like really have the same concept. Okay, as you were giving the example from nine to from eight to four o'clock, you know, still have a structure there. I feel that most people are kind of like struggling with that, you know, because it's like they are working for themselves, but it's not that, hey, I have time for everything. No, it's actually going to be even more um, restricted. Um, how do you feel about that? 
Yeah. I, I feel like if you don't, I'm always telling people, especially my clients who are service providers, um, I'm, I'm like, if you don't value your time, no one else is going to either. Yeah. And so if you don't provide some structure and some discipline for your own life between your personal and your business, and here's the thing is like, we all fall in love with, um, with running our businesses because we, we see some success and we want to grow, but honestly, burnout is so real. And if you don't have some discipline and some structure, you know, you're, you're, you're going to very quickly get burned out and you're going to feel like all you're doing every day is spinning your wheels and you're not getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's like that whole saying, you know, you, you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that's so true. Right. And, and it comes planning and goal setting go hand in hand. If you don't set goals, how will you measure your success? If you don't, if you don't make time for growth activities, you know, back in when I was in the military and working with teams, there were times when I felt like our team was just frazzled, like we were just spinning our wheels and it was like, okay, what, what's happening? And, <laughs> and I would always stop operations. I'd be like, stop, everybody stop. We're not, nope, we're all coming to a meeting this morning and we're going to get our ducks in a row. We're going to figure out where we're going because right now we're all over the place. And people hated it when I did that. <laughs> They're like, oh man, it's, oh, I don't want to do this. But then we all came out of it with clarity, right? So people would always tell me, you know, when they, when they left working with me, that they would always miss working with me because they had that clarity and that focus. Even if they didn't want to stop and plan, none of us want to stop and plan. I don't even want to stop and plan. And I love to plan. <laughs> I'm the queen of planning, but I don't want to stop and do it. That's why I put it on my schedule. I'm like, okay, we have to, because otherwise you start to feel lost. Yeah. And if you don't have control over your goals, how are you measuring your success, right? You're just going to keep spinning your wheels and you're going to get tired. And there's nothing wrong with going outside of your schedule once in a while. But the reason that I can, you know, people are always saying, you're everywhere, you know, you travel everywhere, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's the reason I have freedom is because I set those goals and I work around what I want to do in the time that I want to do it. And then as I get good at that stuff and I don't want to do it anymore, then I'm proficient enough to outsource it, mm -hmm. right? So that I can live the life that I want to live, right? So that's, that's the big thing is, yes, I understand it's a little bit annoying to have that much structure, but it's also incredibly freeing. Yeah, I love that. And I totally agree with that. Most of the time, people don't understand that structure is actually freedom. It's nothing else, you know? So freedom and control. So we touched a bit about business and personal. Um, most people either have one, either like they cannot really have both of them. And you apparently nailed it also. You're scheduling time for yourself, for the family, for all those stuff. What would your advice be there? Because yet again, most people are starting as solo entrepreneurs and they're doing everything and they don't have the structure and they are just really like burning out two, three years in and still don't have things figured out. Um, maybe on the personal side, because of working so much, things just getting worse and worse. Or maybe on the business side, because personal is like struggling, then they are like overcompensating, you know? So how would you help our audience think about hey, it can be done, both of them, 
which is like, these are the steps that you should take. I think that it's really, really important to be in the moment. How you know, someone be in a moment? Tomorrow is not promised. Mm-hmm. And knowing what your why is and what you're doing is so important. And having a balance, like every morning, I start my morning out with gratitude. Mm -hmm. and with prayer and with meditation and every evening before I go to bed I do the same every year I do a vision board of what I want I do a lot of visualization that kind of thing and it keeps me grounded my mantra um, for the last when I first started my businesses um, because you know me I just don't start one business because that's you know Obviously, started two while I was still working full time because I'm crazy um, and I'm a workaholic. Okay, fine. But how did I do that and stay sane? It's because I stayed grounded and I remembered what was important. And it's easy when you get busy to lose sight of what's important and to get burned out. But my mantra for the first two years was enjoy the journey. Like that was my mantra. Like I said it all the time, like, wait, am I enjoying the journey? Like what I leaped to have this freedom to, you know, try to see if I could make it on my own, you know, to, to see if I could build something because I love to build things, you know, but what is it all for? If I'm not enjoying the journey, it's for nothing for me. Right. So I try to always have that mantra and so my, my mantra used to be enjoy the journey. And now it's more of, um, it's more about believing in, it's more about vision and, and breaking through barriers, right? Because in the beginning, I was all about enjoy the journey, like as I'm working through all of this, but now that I have made it and I have built several businesses successfully and sold some of them and, you know, done all of that. And I'm, I continue to grow now. It's like, okay, stop limiting yourself. Stop thinking only in six figures. Stop thinking only in you have to do it. Like, no, now it's time to, now I'm working on personal growth, like in a big way. Right. So I'm really focused on, um, you know, on, really thinking about, okay, well, you know, how can I build this from the start as a multi-million dollar company? How can I build an incredible team around me? And that's just changing up my whole mindset, right? Um, the E-Myth, the book, The E-Myth was so good for me, but I tried, I read a lot of books. I freed up my time by employing a team, right? But in the beginning, it, I wasn't ready for that yet. In the beginning, it was more about, okay, Let's get everything together. Let's grind. Let's figure it out. But while we're grinding, we're enjoying the journey. So I think it's about checking in with yourself and realizing what's important to you and just grounding in that, like rooting yourself, right? Because your businesses, if you're a tree, you know, your businesses are a branch of yourself, right? They're things that you build. They're like children, right? Like, you know, they always say like a business, especially like having a partner, it's like being in a marriage. Well, yeah, because this is real. There's a lot of tears cried on coaching calls with me because it is real. This is real life. You're putting everything on the line 
and it's scary as hell. And so it's okay to, it's okay to remind yourself that you need to be grounded and you need to set goals and you need to have that structure, especially in the beginning when you still have a job, when you still have your, your kids are at home and you're just trying to get by like, but you have this dream. So your why needs to be really strong in the beginning and your routine of staying grounded needs to be really strong because you'd be surprised how powerful five minutes of breathing and just gratitude how powerful that can be. And then just reminding yourself to be in the moment. And then as you grow, resetting your vision and really thinking about, okay, how can I grow again? How can I grow again? Look how far I've come, right? I love that. And you know what? I I love that you mentioned, hey, this was at the beginning and now I'm here. I'm actually, okay, I achieved what I wanted to achieve. I'm here. What's next? You know, and this is super important because um, yesterday we just had a talk with my husband, and it's like, yes, I want to do this and that, and, that. and I was like so much into details that it was like, yes, that's great, but you still don't have a system, so you're like all over the places on the branches and so on. It's like, hey, there's no roots there, you know. And I think that's super important what you said because most of the time, because we are entrepreneurs and we are creatives, right? We are we create. That's what we are that's what we dwell on right in the same time it's like it's super important to remind yourself okay have a system in place and then you can go to the second phase to the third phase and fourth phase you know that's super important and i think especially from you coming who are uh, already um achieved and you're already like high you know and way higher than someone else's and they're looking up to you you know and you mentioning these things i think so i think it's very important because it's like um people are actually going to listen, you know? <laughs> Sometimes people are, are really, really hard on themselves. But yeah, I think that's a really good point that you made there. I appreciate it. I think it's so important to just remember that all of us, every single one of us, none of us is, you know, we all look at successful people. Like I have, you know, really you know, people that I really look up to that are way ahead of me, you know? Yeah. Um, but whenever I get on a coaching call with somebody and and they're like, yeah, I'm screwing this up and I'm screwing this up and I'm screwing this up. And I'm like, but wait a minute, look at what you've done. You have launched a product and most people don't even get that far. They don't even get past the fear of product research. Like you're out there. You've learned so much. You have skills like this product might be a failed product, but guess what? Every single one of us has several failed products on our belt. Like you never know what the failures are of your, of your mentors and the people that you look up to. Yeah. They don't, you don't talk about their failures. They talk about their successes, right? Mm-hmm. But every single one of us has failures and we, we can't, we, we have to give ourselves credit. So a big part of planning is actually looking back. So when we do our monthly planning sessions in our mastermind group, we look back at the previous month and I, I, ha- I go around the Zoom room and I'm like, okay, give me one thing that you planned last month that you accomplished because we're focused on the positive, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, I plan to do this and I did it. Amazing. That's awesome, right? And at the end of the year, what I do is I go back through all my monthly plans And I, cause you know, all my tasks are on my calendar. So I go back through my monthly plans and I look back at the whole year and I have this huge list of everything that I've accomplished, you know, hours and hours of live streams and podcast times and appearances and sales numbers and, you know, just so much that I've accomplished and I put it all out there. 
And the other day, somebody booked a call with me, one of my clients, and he was like, I saw your list of everything you accomplished. And I just don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything. And I said, actually, you're accomplishing probably just as much or more. You're just not tracking it because you don't have a planning system in place. Mm -hmm. But if you were planning every month, you would have all the goals that you set piled up on your Mondays. And you'd be able to look back at your calendar for the whole year and go, oh my gosh, like I researched four new products every month. I did this. I did this. I did this. I increased my sales from this to this. Like I did all these things. I learned five or six new skills. I read so many books. I did, you know, I did so many workouts, whatever it is. But, you know, looking at that sometimes is just really great. Like we all need to give ourselves a medal sometimes, like, you know, write up all the things that, that we're proud of that we set out to do that we did. Um, and, you know, just kind of take it a moment at a time, you know, every failure has so many successes and learning points and we need to give ourselves credit for that. And again, stop, stop looking at what other people are doing. You know, if you just focus on you, you're going to live a happier, healthier life. Uh, because you're meeting your goals. Yeah, I love it. And just to add there, if you are the type that is motivated by looking at other people, how much they are doing, just like think that you're also doing and look at how they are doing this, those things effectively, you know, because like most of the time, yeah, I, I'm always like that, like, oh, they did so much and I cannot, no, no, you can as well, you know, it's just like think how they did it strategically. And this is like why we have you on the call, right? Because you are sharing with us, look, I could do it. And it's not that like, if I could do it, you could do it as well. But this one, it's really like, if you could do it, <laughs> someone else can also replicate it and put it exactly into their business, their like strategies and so on. So I, I love that. I love that take. Um, I think we've gone through this whole topic just seamlessly and throughout all the questions that I actually wanted to ask you. Um, we went right. However, is there something else that I should have asked at this point that I haven't? I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered everything. The only thing that I left out, um, which is important, are measures of performance. So you know how we talk about like smart goals. And I was like, forget about the smart goals. Just make some goals and make a to-do list, right? And then put a week number by it. But it is good when you're actually evaluating that step in your to-do list that's on week one or week two or whatever, it's good to put how you're going to measure the success of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so to say like, okay, well, you know, um, your, your measures of effectiveness are tied to your goal. So like $10,000 in sales, well, your measure of effectiveness is that there's $10,000 in your, in your account, right? You've made 10,000. So that's cool. We were effective, but what about the steps that it took to get us there? What are our measures to get there? So for example, if I'm set in, and these are important because if you're hiring it out, especially like for me, yes, I stack my tasks and everything, but I also sometimes assign those to the necessary team member that does that. Um, but when I'm looking at that, I make sure that I set up a measure of performance. So for example, if I'm doing my keyword research, what is my measure of performance? And, uh, do Is it that I'm trying to find my top 10 keywords that I want to rank for? 
And I'm going to put those in my helium 10 keyword tracker, you know, mm. whatever I'm using, right? Yeah. That's my measure of performance because we don't just want to have the task there. We want to actually have the measure. And what's great about that is if you, if you do these tasks, if there's anything that you might ever have to repeat, right? I love to create like a quick loom video of me doing the thing. Even when I, when I launch a new product and I do PPC, I record myself optimizing that PPC on Loom. And then when I go back to do it the next time, I just watch the video back and I pause and I go, okay, this is what I did with that last time. Okay, cool. You know, and it's, it's really good because then it gets me in, because your launch campaigns are not going to be the same as like your ongoing sales campaigns. You just regular optimization. You're not going to need a Loom video for that. But in the beginning, right? Or maybe you set up a new sales channel, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I I love to take a moment to create a Loom video to go, okay, this is the Walmart console, you know, and this is where I went to create a listing. And this is where, you know, and then I title that in my Loom and it's, it's in there and I'll put a link to it in the Asana. So it's like set up Walmart, And here's the link to the quick summary loom video that I did. So everything that I teach, whether, you know, in all of my courses, there's always an element there where I'm like, okay, guys, how are we measuring that we did that? And oh, by the way, how are we summarizing it in a way where we can find it again when our brain is so overwhelmed that we're just like, we're never going to remember how we did that or so that we can pass it off to someone else when it's time to do so. Um, and you know, that's easy to make a second loom video or a third, but it's just, it's something to really keep in mind is when you set up that task, also set up your measure of performance so that you're making sure that, um, you have a way to outsource it or track that you got it done. That is so just, we are clear here. Measure of performance is going to be the way how you're going to execute or how they're going to, um, Take a look back, like, let's say, in a week and see how you performed. So the measure of performance is basically when that task is done, I will have done X, Y, or Z. Okay. So how do you actually check that task off the list? Like some of them, you don't need to write a measure of performance. Like, you know, um, for example, maybe you have a process for setting up your ad campaigns and that you're going to just follow that SOP. So you don't, that is your measure of performance, right? But if it's something new, um, then you want to set up a way where you can know that that task is done. Because if you were to outsource that task, how would you hold that person accountable? A measure is a way to hold yourself or someone else accountable for completing the task. So yeah, we can do keyword research, but what does that mean? Does that mean, okay, you need to find your top 10 keywords for this particular product, right? Um, So that's, that's what, you know, when when you're done with keyword research, you should have a list of 10 keywords. That's your measure of performance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's, you always want to have a measure for your task, um, unless it's a common task that you've got an SOP for already. And then you're just going to say, you don't need a measure. You're just going to, oh yeah, that's our, one of our regular processes, something new. You need to actually think through like, oh, how will I actually measure that I did this, Um, that that, that this is complete? How do I know it's complete? How do I track it? How can I mark it off the to-do list? Mm -hmm. And then is it something that I'm going to have to repeat later? Then, hey, I might want to create a Loom video so I can remember. 
this is a really golden nugget there you know why because like most of the time i feel when you are doing stuff you you assume that you know how to do stuff so it's like not even like going to take the step-by-step process because you don't have to teach anyone right it's like you you're discovering things you're just like putting up together but now that you explain this like in more details actually this is way way more valuable than someone actually would think because it's um, the way how you afterwards you can also like if someone else is going to do the test you already have an SOP out of which they have to make their SOP which I, it's brilliant I love it and the other thing too something that I teach in my planning courses is I teach something called the parking lot oh right okay we all have um and this is something I learned in the military it's what we during planning sessions it's mm-hmm. when the good idea fairies in the group would be like Oh, well, and sometimes I was a good idea fairy, right? So we'd be like, oh, well, what about this? You know, we once talked about Facebook ads and we're like, okay, no, no, no. we're talking about PBC for this particular launch. Yeah, but what about that Facebook ad idea that we heard Carlos talk about during that last, that last conference we were at? Okay, again, our goal, <laughs> our goal is to launch this product with PPC. We're not focused on Facebook ads right now. We could do that later, right? You're always going to have good idea fairies, whether it's you or coming from somebody else on your team. So a great way, or let's say you go to a conference and you get all this awesome information, but it's not in line with your goals at the time. Yeah. So when I speak on the parking lot at conferences, I'm like, okay, guys, you know, if it's not something you need to implement right now in your business, like Mina talked about PPC today, like it's great. He taught you some great techniques, but is that going to throw a chink in your existing plans? Probably. You're not ready to implement that yet. Maybe you want to implement that during your next launch. So what we do is we put it in the parking lot. And for me, the parking lot is Google Keep. In the military, the parking lot was we would have a whiteboard where we do all of our planning or write out our goals and our steps to our goals and our measures of effectiveness and measures of performance Got a big old plan on our whiteboards. Cool. Yeah. Um, but if a good idea fairy came along and we were like, okay, f- fine, but you're taking us away from our planning session. Let's write it down over here in the parking lot. Facebook ads. Okay, cool. Then we can revisit at a later time. We've addressed it. It's there. It's the squirrel that's hanging out. The squirrel can hang out over there in the corner in the parking lot, right? We'll give them some nuts to chew on. It's fine. But we're focused again on launching this product with BBC, right? So that's the thing. Whenever you find, like, maybe you're listening to this podcast today and you're like, gosh, I really want to implement this plan, like, so deep into this project right now. Like, I just, uh, I don't know. Cool. Put the link to this podcast today into your Google Keep or whatever, wherever you keep notes. I use Google Keep because it's fully searchable. I can keep it on my phone. Um, I can talk into my phone. I can, you know, so everything that I do, I put it in Google Keep because then later on when I'm like, oh, I know there was something about Facebook ads. This is perfect. I should use that Facebook ads technique that I learned at that conference. Oh, how do I find it? My Google Keep is totally searchable. So I bring up Facebook ads from Prosper. Oh, right there. There's the link to the presentation. There's the person that gave the talk. Okay, sweet. I'm going to go into my little vault here and I'm going to find it. And now I have an accessory to go along with that plan, that goal that I'm working on right then and there. So it's okay to absorb information, 
But if it's not related to the goals you have going on right now, it's time to put it in the parking lot, put it somewhere where you can search it later. Um, Asana, Google Keep, uh, Evernote, whatevs, use whatever you like, as long as it's searchable and it's easy to find. Um, and that way you can feel like really good. Like I wrote it down, it's awesome. You know, I, I got that done. I can come back to it later. It's just not part of my goals right now. So utilize the parking lot for those kinds of things. I love that. And I love also the parking lot, uh, like name to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And especially like um, I took the Gallup Strengths Finder and it's like my main strength is a learner. So I would like oh, go all of the place and collect all the information. It's like, yes, that's brilliant. But like schedule time for it, you know? So yeah, I definitely agree to that. Most of the time, I think we also experience that because we are in a very competitive business, right? Most of us are. And most of us, if you are not doing the latest, whatever, we were just mentioning Amazon Live, you know, if you're not doing it, then it's like someone else is going to do it and your competitors are going to go ahead and you are just stuck there, you know? So somehow we also feel pressure because we're not doing so many things yet. As you were saying, yeah, it's great. So many things to do. It's just like one step at a time, one step at a time. So I, I love that. Yeah, brilliant. All right, I think this is a wrap, Amy. This was brilliant. Before we are going to hit stop, I love to ask a few questions of my guests, which the first one goes like this. If you could choose to have a superpower, which one would be and why? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think that um, it would be really cool to be able to teleport. <laughs> Amen to that. Yes. I would love to like either be able to fly like Superman faster than a speeding bullet or be able to teleport simply because um, I absolutely love to travel. I love to meet people where they are. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love Zoom, but um, but it's really great to be able to give you a hug in person and say hello. Um, so if I could have any superpower, that would be the ability to just travel in an instant anywhere that I want to go and um you know <laughs> that that would be amazing I agree to that especially like this uh the travel to Las Vegas it took us like five hours it's not so much but still like five hours there and then five hours back so yes yes to that um second question what is a 50 dollar or less investment you recently made that helped your business grow $50 or less investment that I recently made that helped my business grow. Hmm. That's a good question. I hope so. <laughs> oh, um, I, I don't know if it's recent, but I think just the um, discovering more tools that are good for productivity. So like, for example, we use Asana for our whole team um, and Slack and um, and all of those tools, you don't have to pay for them. Like they have really great free versions if you have less than 15 people on your team, for example. Um, and they've just made such a huge difference. Um, the other thing is just, I travel a lot. So travel hacking, like there's this, uh, really cool website called TripIt um, that keeps all of your trips <laughs> into one. Oh, and here's one more. 
So um, I recently took a life coaching um, course on Udemy. And, um, and I think it was like $79, if I'm not mistaken, it was like on sale at the time, um, from like $300, but, um, I love stuff like that because it's just like, it brings me joy. It grows me, which helps me grow everything else. Love that. Love that. Which are your top three favorite books and why? Oh man, my top three favorite books. Okay. The most recent one that I read that really like literally changed my life. I'm not kidding. Such an impact on my life was called the inner work. Um, it is a book all about, um, basically getting out of your ruts. You know, we, we all have thoughts that kind of sometimes lift us up or drag us down. And the inner work is all about connecting with yourself, your self-love and really understanding that you are not your thoughts. You are not your past. You have complete control over your day and your future. And, um, and this book came, uh, it's created by, um, Matt and Ash, the yoga couple, they have a YouTube channel. It's really good, but, um, they just, you know, they had a seven day challenge that came along with it. And I did like the meditations for the seven day challenge with that book. Literally I've given it to so many people. I wish I would have had it as a kid. So I bought two copies, one for each of my daughters. Uh, it was just a really, really powerful, um, uh, yeah, really, really powerful transformation, transformative book. Um, the other two that I would say, um, have made the biggest impact Definitely the e-myth revisited. I think that's such a big, big deal. It was for me because I was, I was stuck in that self-employed mindset and the e-myth helps you understand, um, how to get out of that. Um, and then, you know, I would say any of Mike Michalowicz's books, uh, Clockwork, The Pumpkin Plan, um, profit first, uh, all really, really just incredible transformative books for your business. I love them. And you know that last time when you were on the podcast, you just recommended the image revisited. And it was the book that I just read and I was like, holy shit, thank you so, so much, Amy, for recommending this. This is really like, I'm a freaking technician, by the way, like full exposure. And I like to control things. And when they're not under my control, I freak out so yeah it's good to at least once that you understand yourself it's going to be way easier to um guide yourself to become better so definitely i i recommend all three's book so most important how can people get a hold of you and your services say hello what's the way to go for that all right well we have a free facebook group um called amazing at home um and that's mostly for private labelers we do have a few wholesalers in our group as well. Um, it's a small but mighty group. We do not let in uh, VAs. <laughs> we, we don't think that we really want sellers to connect and help each other. So um, that is, you know, not that we have anything against VAs, but there's plenty of groups with tons of VAs if you need VA advice. <laughs> so, um, so that's our, our free Facebook group, Amazing at Home. And then um, you can always go to our website and I do have an amazing free offer. Our website is amazingathome.com. Um, and 
I love to do listing reviews. I'm a copywriter. Uh, we do copywriting. We offer courses. We do consulting. Um, and so what you can do is you can come over to amazingathome.com and underneath the services menu is this little button that says free listing review. And you can send me your listing, whether you just want my opinion on your listing, you want me to recommend things for your photos, you want, uh, you're saying like my PPC is too expensive. I don't know what the problem is. Like send me your listing. I'll tell you exactly what the problem is. So I love this. It's incredible for me. It's one of my favorite things to do. So um, you're actually, when you do that, you get a video from me sharing my screen, personally going through your listing, explaining like what I would improve, all of that. Um, so would love to have you guys. I'm always honored when somebody sends me their listing for review. Uh, but otherwise, reach out anytime. Find me online, Facebook, LinkedIn, Amazing at Home on all the channels. And thanks again for having me. Yeah, my absolute pleasure, Amy. It was brilliant. And as always, I really hope that all our listeners will really just take their time. Even if it's needed, go twice towards this podcast. Because you just share so important information that most people are really wasting their time only because they don't know how to efficient, efficiently manage whatever they have, which is the most valuable thing on this earth, you know. So Amy, once again, thank you so, so much. And for our listeners, don't forget to join in next Wednesday. Because I'll be back. Yeah. Yeah.